1: Nice.
0: How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The buzzards are flying overhead, and the sharks smell blood in the water. Whose blood is it? The blood of Jets head coach Todd Bowles. Fair or not, it is what it is. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Eli Manning. And we'll also talk about USA Gymnastics and why it's got to be ripped apart. I mean, ripped apart. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Well, you've heard me say it here before, folks. This area, this town, New York City, it is the best place in the world to be a winner. But it is the most god-awful place in the world to be a loser. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, were your New York Jets big-time losers yesterday. I mean, that 41-10 debacle, uh, that terrible, terrible, embarrassing loss to the Bills, I mean, it's got everybody in an uproar. And you know what's going on. Like I said in my open... The buzzards are flying overhead. They're ready to swoop down. And believe me, the sharks are in the water. You know, everybody wants a piece of Todd Bowles. They don't really want a piece of him. They want to get rid of him. So call it any which way you want. I have some very interesting thoughts on that. I've been covering sports in this town for 30 years. Okay. 30 years. I've seen a lot of guys come and go. I've seen guys get hired. I've seen guys get fired. Because that's the nature of the coaching business. But there's something perverse. I mean, something really perverted about what happens when, especially in this city, when a coach's neck is on the line, the venom that comes out it, it it's it's terrible. I mean, it really is terrible. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I know. I mean, yesterday was god awful. I mean, the the Bills. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, the sad sack Buffalo Bills. Forget forty one points. But they put up 451 yards of offense. They averaged over six yards per play. Okay? I mean, it was terrible. And I understand all the criticism. Any criticism that comes the Jets' way after that loss, they deserve. And nobody was shying away from it. Not Todd Bowles yesterday. Not the players, nobody. It, like I said, it is what it is, and it was terrible. Flat out terrible. They've fallen to three and seven. And, you know, it's like the old lady in the commercial. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. That's what it is. But the venom that comes out, and I've seen it before, it, it's... I'm not a softy about this stuff. Okay, and if anybody who knows me over my 30 years in this town, I've laid the hammer on plenty plenty of people. But but the ugliness that comes out when somebody's job is on the line. See, I have a problem doing that. And the reason I have a problem doing that because I know just like any working stiff in the street, somebody has a wife, somebody has kids, somebody has families. You know, when when a head coach loses a job, there's a good chance 20 assistants are going to lose jobs. That's 20 assistants, 20 families, wives, kids. I mean, a lot of people are affected. You know, I went through that last year with Ben McAdoo. You know, I, I mean, a guy lost his job, so that meant that 20 assistants going into christmas were thinking where they're going to be next year because they know no new when a new guy comes in changes get made so that happens i understand that but it's just it's vicious it's it's the venom that comes out and and the media is a great part of it this guy's got to go and, and you know the Get get him out of town. He stinks. He's awful. It's very easy for me to say that. Lack of a better term, no sweat off my ass. Very easy for me to say that. But somebody, you know, if, if Todd Bowles is going to lose his job, so be it. I don't have to be a shark. I don't have to be a buzzard overhead like... Urging everybody, it's got to go. It's got to be today. We got to get it done. Get them out of hell, out of town. First of all, uh, if you know the the Jets are going into their bye week, what purpose? Think about this, folks. What the hell purpose will it serve to fire Todd Balls now? All right, really think about it. What purpose? Will it serve to fire Todd Bowles now with the exception of satisfying some of the vultures and sharks in the media and the fans? That's all. See, this is a different situation. This is a different situation than last year with the Giants. Okay, The Giants uncharacteristically, well, quite frankly, the Jets don't do it either, but last year the Giants uncharacteristically fired Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese, the general manager. But they fired them, what was it, with four games to go, I believe? They fired them, really, to save... Them the embarrassment of hearing it week in and week out every day, it it just became an awful situation. And the media hated Ben McAdoo. They did. I've you've heard me say this before. the The only reason most of the media were in an uproar over Eli being benched for that game was not so much because they loved Eli. I'm telling you. It's they hated Ben, and it was a good way to get at Ben. So Ben McAdoo was fired. But believe me, John Mara, the brass at the Giants, they knew it had to be done. There was no if, ends, or buts. It, it was just ugly. And they, you know, to have. Him come to games. It was really to save him the embarrassment. And it was. I don't think the Todd Bowles situation is like that. I don't think it's like that. I don't think people hate Todd Bowles. I just think it's one of those, well, the coach is no good. We got to get him the hell out of town. And, and, and the one thing, um, Really, when you think about it, what good is the change going to do right now? That's what I want to know. Is it change for the sake of making change? Is it change for the sake of making change? And to me, that doesn't serve any purpose. You got a new young quarterback. Didn't play yesterday. They're three and seven. Okay, you got six games to go. Let's see what you got. Let Todd Bowles coach for his life. So be it. Let's see what he can do. And and you know what if. If in your mind, you know that you don't want him. If that's the case in your mind, if you know you don't want him. Okay. What good is it going to do now? So if you know you don't want him, start doing your homework. And also at the same time, you can do your homework and see what can be done. See if the players, you know, the players were all saying the right things. Yesterday, it's not the coach. It's not Todd. I'm a Todd guy. This guy is Mo Claiborne. I'm a Todd. That's great. So now, basically, you're telling your players, okay, you give a rat's ass about Coach uh, Bowles. Show us. Show us that you can support Bowles by going out on a field and not looking like chumps like you did yesterday. It it goes on everybody. It goes on everybody. It's everybody's situation. Really. But tell me what good it's going to do to fire the guy today. Really. Tell me what, I want to know what good it's going to do to fire the guy today. I just don't see it. Now, Now, the one thing that Bowles doesn't have going for him Todd's not a, um, I I don't think he has too many friends in the media. It's not that they hate him or anything like that. I mean, Todd, he's not a media guy. He's just not. And that should not be a requirement to be a head coach, or you wouldn't think it was, but in this day and age, you have to be able to deal with the media. It's a standard operation. It's not like the old days. You got to meet with the media. You got to meet with them every day. You got to answer questions. You got to answer redundant questions over and over and over ad nauseum. I know, because I'm at the Giants every day. And believe me, I've covered the Giants and the Jets. You know, certainly the Giants more so now, but for 30 years, like I, I, I know what the question And it's not. To listen, it's it's in all sports. It's what the could be with the Yankees. It could could be with the Mets. It could be with the 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 Knicks, the Nets, the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders. But listen, everybody got excited. Oh, we got the savior! You know, Sam Donald is the savior. Well, I'll tell you something. Sam Donald didn't play yesterday, and I, you know what? Thank God he didn't play yesterday. Because had he played yet, because this loss wasn't on the offense. Defense gave up 451 yards of Buffalo Bill offense. But if the imprint, if Don all was playing in the game, oy, 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 this was going to be our savior, what are we going to do? Forget about it. It's just becoming too much. I I mean, I got the papers today. I'm looking at yeah, one back page. Bowls buster. Embarrassing loss to brutal bills. Makes it clear. Todd must go. Back page of the post. Back page of the news. Wrecking bowls. Hmm. Embarrassing demolition by awful bills has fans calling for Todd's head. But Jets stand by their coach. Well, I'm 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 really glad that the Jets are doing that because I think they should. And like I say, it's never easy, folks. I I'm I'm not giving Todd Bowles a pass. I don't don't misread what I'm saying here. But it's just too easy to say, fire the guy. And and boy, when a coach loses in this town, I, I mean, listen, I, I've been there. Working very closely when uh, uh, Tom Coughlin was winning his two Super Bowls. I mean, I met with Tom every day for like 10 years doing, you know, Giants pregame shows for Channel 9 and for Channel 5. And I'm, I'm telling you, when he was winning, he was top dog. But boy, when he was losing, oh, let me tell you, He'd be the first one to tell you. You know? People fans could be, media can be like a like a toilet seat in a co ed dormitory, going up, going down, going up, picking the seat up, picking it down. I'm telling you. And you people know it. But I've seen some real ugliness. Like like I got here, um You know I started in nineteen eighty eight. Let me tell you something. I remember when Joe Walton Crash just went, wall, yeah, in between his bites. Uh, Joe Walt, I mean, that was ugly. I remember people throwing rolls of toilet paper. It was a cold, ugly, nasty. It was terrible. It it was terrible. And I remember the telecast that day. If I'm not mistaken, it was Channel 4, because I think that's when uh, NBC's, NBC still had the NFL. Uh, it, it It was disgusting. And that's all they were talking about during the cast. And quite frankly, that's what they were ad nauseum talking about in the cast yesterday. Okay, we, we know what the score is. How much are you going to beat the story into the ground? They're losing 41-10 to a half-assed team. And their record is for you know, another loss. What are you going to do? It, it was just beating it into the ground. But I remember Joe Walton. That was pretty ugly. I, I, it was awful. I remember Bruce Coslett. I was working at WFAN at the time. That was not pleasant. Pete Carroll was, you know, he, there here for a year and gone. The, the worst, the worst of the worst was Rich Cotite. Now, let me tell you, bad job, it was awful, he had to go. There was no arguing that. But it was the venom that came out of the media and the fans, and that, that's when I was working on the fan. Kothai was there ninety-five, ninety-six. It was disgusting. I mean, I hated listening to it. Just because it was the same thing over and over and over again. And and I, I just, well, how about this one? I remember when Herm Edwards left. Now, that wasn't ugly or anything, but I remember when Herm Edwards left. See, this is the other thing. People say, bring in this guy. Bring in this, this young, dynamic guy. Bring in this young, dynamic guy. Uh, you know, uh, a, a real forward thinker, uh, a genius. And therefore, the Jets had the man genius. Remember Mr. Mangini? How'd that work out for the Jets? How'd that work out for the Jets? You got to think things out. You got to take a deep breath. You got to take a step backwards. I I would be the first one to say... um. Todd Bowles is walking on a ledge right now, and understandably so. And he's not stupid. He knows what the score is. He knows, you know, right now his situation is in dire straits. But just the constant beating, as soon as (sighs) something... As, as soon as the shit hits the fan, bada-bing, bada-boom. Really? I, I just, it, it's part of working in this town that really is not becoming, if you really want to know the truth. Like I say, it's a great place to win, but man, when you lose, and, and they... People can turn on you in a heartbeat, in a finger snap, an absolute finger snap. So to me, you know, the only thing I would say, hey, folks, Chris Johnson, owner, Woody's brother, they're going to ascertain the situation. Who the hell knows? I mean, I'm taping this on Monday. It comes out Wednesday. Who the hell? I'd be shocked if something happened. Well, maybe I, I, I'd say I'd be surprised, but nothing should shock me. But if you're going to make a change, just for the sake of making a change, you got to give me a reason and a purpose for making a change. you got to give me a, a, a solid reason why sh- we should make a change. Now, if you tell me, well, Russ, we're going to make a change at the end of the season, I, you know. Okay. If they continue to be in the dumper for the rest of the season, okay. And you feel they're not responding to Todd Bowles, okay. I see it. B- but, I mean, just can we give it a rest? It just because and, and, you know, it's not just this situation, you know, in this town. I mean, it just it just so happens that they lost, you know, not not the – so much that they lost yesterday, but it's how they lost and who they lost, too. I mean, it, it was awful. It was just terrible. So they got the bye week. Call them regrouping, call them figuring out what they're going to do or how they're going to move forward. And oh, my goodness gracious, the speculation that's going to be going on is terrible. I mean, it is going to be unbearable. And coaches know it comes with the territory. That doesn't mean, I mean, it's got to be out of control. And that's what happens. It becomes, I hate to use the term wildfire, especially with what the hell is going on out in California, because, you know, I don't want to make that analogy, but you know what I'm talking about. It just, it runs out of control. That's what happens here. It runs out of control. You know what, folks? It's not, it runs out of control just like the whole Eli Manning situation and the Giants runs out of control. And you know what? I didn't even want to bring up Eli and the Giants today because they're playing tonight. So I don't know what's going to happen by the time you hear this for the first time on Wednesday. But I'm going to say this to you. All anybody, all I've read for the past week or yeah, you know, when he came back from uh, the bye week, all, all I read was he's got four, the news had one day four quarters to go or four more quarters, something like that. It's do or die for Eli this week. It's a must-win situation. Let me tell you something. It's not a must-win situation. Here's what I'm saying to you. If Eli wins, oh I have to correct myself. Because by the time you hear this, if Eli will have won the game, all right, (laughs) let me, I'm putting a cart before the horse. If if Eli had won the game that I'm talking about, people are going to be saying, stay of execution. One more game. One more game. And should Eli come up with a stinker himself, then it's going to be get him out. Now, the monkey uh the monkey ran thrown into this, suppose they lose, and Eli plays really well so throws three or four or two or three or whatever touchdowns, as far as I'm concerned, Eli is going to get judged about his future over the remaining this second half of the season, and after the Monday's game, it's going to be seven more games. Really, but y- y- you've seen what's gone on with Eli, and it- this happened from week two. It just, it just takes a life of its own. When things are going bad, people smell blood and they turn on you in a hurry. And the media is notorious for doing that, especially in this town. Especially in this town. But I'm telling you. If if the Giants will have won the game, and I'm talking like this because the game is tonight, but you're hearing for about it on Wednesday, this this podcast, I'm telling you, stay of execution. Eli lives for another day. Sherman never said he's got to win this game. I'm sure he did say to him, "Look, Eli." We got to win some games, and and we got <laughs> we've got to do better, and you've got to do better, and everybody else has to do better. So let's all do better. But you know, I'm sure he said to him at some point, if we're not winning any games, we got to look at other people. I am a thousand percent sure because basically he said that in so many words. But he never said must win. That has to be today. Has to be this game. But when people have an agenda, they have an agenda. So that was the agenda for Eli. And now it's going to be the agenda from here on in with Todd Bowles. It is what it is. It will always be the case in this town. Now I'm going to tell you something else that is what it is. And it is the most, one of the most... I'm saying one of the most, I don't know if there's been a more disgraceful situation in sports that I've had to cover. And there, there's been some disgraceful shit, but you know, I, I was sitting home last night, uh, reading the papers and it's a great, great, uh, article, long article, uh, in the Times by Juliet uh, Meser about USA Gymnastics. And let me tell you, it turned my stomach. Now, to me, here I am talking about, you know, people, you know, it's easy to fire somebody. I'm the first one to say these people shouldn't be fired. They should be tarred, feathered, thrown in a dungeon with, with vermin and snakes because they're animals. USA gymnastics. I mean, f- folks, uh, I'm not going to go on, on and on about it. You all know about the creep doctor, Larry Nasser, who's going to serve a gazillion years in prison for molesting like hundreds literally sexually uh, assaulting, arrest, uh, abusing hundreds of girls with USA Gymnastics, okay? Hundreds of girls. So we know about that situation, okay? We know about that situation. So here we are, how many months later? It's less than a year later? The U.S. Olympic Committee, you know, made a move recently to strip the Federation of its governing powers. And let me tell you something. it, it Strip it, rip it apart, dissolve it, blow it up, whatever the hell you want to call it. I I, I I was reading stuff yesterday which absolutely blew my mind. They gave a powerful position to a coach... Mary Lee Tracy a a powerful position to a coach who had a history of defending nasser okay you tell me please somebody tell me how the hell anybody in their right mind could hire a woman who was defending larry nasser for the crimes against those girls. Besides the fact that this Mary Lee Tracy, you know, had her own situation and a a bad reputation for pushing athletes to, you know, extremes. So, I mean, she had to resign right away. Then somebody who they were replacing her had to resign because that person was a lobbyist uh, working for a law firm that was advising USA Gymnastics. And what was, what was that person advising USA Gymnastics about? About the pub, publicity being revealed about the NASA assaults. Am I nuts? It, it, it boggles the mind, it boggles my mind that, I mean, this is young girls, not, not women, young girls that were used and abused, and this stupid ass USA Gymnastics is hiring people like this after, after the NASA situation. it's terrible there there's a um a gold medal winner dominique mosino uh gold medalist for the 96 olympic team okay she trained at this mary Tracy's... um uh, Gymnastics Academy in Cincinnati in the early 2000s, okay? I'm quoting um, Mosino. After so many poor decisions, everybody was like, seriously? You choose her? You don't know the eating disorders that have come out of her gym or the problem with injuries that have come out of her gym. Have you not done any of your homework? Okay, this shit has been going on for years. I mean, we all listen—you, me, everybody. We look at these young girls when they're performing in, in the Olympics. You, you know, Simone Biles, all of them, uh, uh, Gabby Douglas—they capture our hearts. They capture our hearts. But then, when you, you hear you hear the shit that they had to go through, it breaks your heart. There's a story of... how's How about this one? There was a story of another girl, Amanda Jetter. Uh Apparently, she was training at the National Training Camp in Texas uh, and her father, at the time, when she was training, had a heart attack. So... Um, Coach uh, Tracy, she said... Rushed to her room to tell her. Jetta began to pack her bags. But the coach wouldn't let her leave. Her father had a heart attack. All right? There's another girl. um, Morgan White. I, I mean, she's had three hip rep- operations. She believes, and you know, that was necessitated by the years of overtraining under Tracy. This is a person that they were going to hire. Now this this is really sickening. They were talking about um White's talking about NASA, okay, Larry Nasser. Nasser had offered her friendship during those tough times, she said. Several gymnasts have said the doctors they're talking about NASA now. The doctor's positive attitude was partly why they did not challenge him as he molested them under the guise of medical treatment. How about that? Once when Morgan White, when she was in a car with NASA uh, at training camp, I quote, he comforted me and rubbed my leg and said everything was going to be okay and that it wasn't fair that Mary Lee was treating me this way, she said. Here's the money quote. He was the good guy in a sport of cruel people. He had already had assaulted me by then. Think about what she just said. She was being sexually assaulted and she was saying he was the good guy. Good guy in a sport of cruel people. You know, we hear all this shit each and every day about what's screwed up with football. We hear all this stuff about guys being thugs, and we hear all this stuff about you, you know, be it drugs or performing enhancing shit or, or or domestic violence. And hey, I don't don't misread this. I'm not condoning any of it. But we hear all this about these sports. We never heard none of this in the past about this sport. Nobody heard, uh, heard any about this stuff. The, uh, uh, like, <gasps> everybody was, <gasps> how could this stuff have, have happened? How could he have abused hundreds of girls? And how has this shit gone on? And you hear this Dominique Mosino talking about all the eating disorders and all this shit. Like I say, this crap I, ripped apart. I don't care if I ever see gymnastics again in the Olympics from these girls, really. And and you know, here's another thing. I'm a father. I'm looking at Crash. Crash is a dad. Uh. Proud dad, you know I got three little grandsons now. I've raised, you know, two daughters. I, I could not just drop my kids off and say bye with without vetting and making sure. And if my daughter has to go for Therapy and treatments and what? I mean, there were all these stories that girls were in a room, their parents were outside, and they were being abused? Like, I don't get that. And again, don't misinterpret this. I'm not blaming parents. But sometimes parents can be naive. We all know that. Bad shit can happen. I, I I just all I know is if if my little girls at the time were away, my wife would have been on the phone with them each and every day. And if they're going into a doctor's office, she's going into the doctor's office with them. You you gotta give her treatment? I'm here. I'll watch the treatment. I'm sorry. That's why this whole gymnastic thing, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's as disgusting as pedophilia. It ain't no different. It, it absolutely is disgraceful. What's been allowed to happen is sickening. I, I mean, when I read this last night, they're talking about Larry Nassar. I mean, this is a girl who was sexually abused by Larry Nassar, and she says he was the good guy in a sport of cruel people. He had already assaulted me by then. As a father, my skin crawls. As a grandfather, my skin crawls. I thought I just wanted to slit Larry Nassar's throat. I like to, I don't even you know I guess I I want to say I like to shoot everybody there but you know what the hell what's gone on with guns and the latest thing in California I, it's just you know what I'm talking about but but you know what price glory folks what price glory I'll say that to coaches and I'll say that to parents you know it's great and so many of these parents, you know, like swimming and ice skating and gymnastics and all these sports, but you know, you know, team sports too. P- parents do so much, you know, driving and hours and this and that and sacrificing for their kids. But is it worth it? Yeah, that gold medal is glory, but I'll tell you what. When I was reading all these stories when it first came out, I'll tell you what you can do with your gold medals. You can shove them. What happened to my, my, my little girl's childhood? Being sexually abused and having eating disorders and, and all I mean, really? Let's weigh. Let's have the checks and balances and weigh the pros and the cons. And when I read shit like this, The cons far, far outweigh the pros. No gold medals in the world are worth this stuff. No gold medals in the world are worth having your child go through this kind of garbage. So as far as I'm concerned, the hell with USA Gymnastics. Yep, the U.S. Olympic Committee... Should not, uh, should should strip it of its governing powers. But I'll I'll tell you what. I don't give the U.S. Olympic Committee a pass either on this. Somebody has to know, had to know something going on. Somebody had to know something going on from the Olympics to the USA gymnastics. People had to know something. So uh, I'll tell you what. As sure as I'm sitting here today talking to you good people about this, there are a lot of people cowering under desks and in corners someplace, worried, you know, what's going to be. And, well, they should be worried because, you know what, this has to be, people have to be smoked out. This cannot be. It's disgraceful, you know. Like I say, rip it apart, but, you know, parents, parents beware. You know, you want to do what's best for your kids. But really, what is best for your kids? Is the gold and the glory, like I say, what what price glory? Not at the price of my kid's childhood. Anyway, folks, that is a wrap on today I want to thank you all for getting a load of this and now I'd like to get a load of you you can reach me on twitter at uh, Russ Salzberg let me know how you feel you can reach me on facebook you can also check out my website check out my blogs at russsalzberg.com my thanks to the big guy here taking care of me across the board Crash a.k.a. Mike Caragliano thank you big guy My thanks to Tim Einickel, A++ producer for the OG Podcast Network who puts this together. My thanks to 77 WABC program director, Mr. Craig Schwab, to his trusty 77 WABC assistant program director, Matt Dahl. And last but certainly not least, my big time thanks to you fans out there. Because without you guys, I'd have nobody to be talking to here. So, until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye bye so long and farewell.
1: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt collection at Ashley brings you one of a kind body conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.